28th of January 2014. Card Aquarius or the Aquarian card. Aquarius is not that hard to explain or it is hard in another way because it's the sign we're now entering, the sun is now entering into and therefore it's the the sign that governs our present epoch. We're still technically or we still are in a transition between Aquarius, between Pisces and Aquarius. There's about a 500 year transition period between two signs. The signs are roughly two and a half thousand years. So it's 250 years either side. The time for the ascent of Aquarius is roughly now, I think, certainly, you know, as our children grow up, everything will become more Aquarian. The main symbol of the this particular sign is two wavy lines, which means free-throwing energy, constant activity, cycling of the activity again and again. And the top band is often what I call anima mundi, the world soul. The bottom band represents samsara, and so you've got the free-flowing waters where you've got the world soul fecundating or embracing samsara, impregnating it with ideas. There's not necessary contact because, of course, there's a similar concept with Pisces, where you've got the two spheres of activity and they bonded or yoked together, whereas in Aquarius you've got freedom. And this concept of freedom is very much an Aquarian trait. It's a bit more like a reflection too, isn't it? So like, that doesn't actually, without actually touching, it's a... Well, one mirrors the other. In my book, or one of my books somewhere, I, I point out that the space between them is really shunyata, it's the void. You can also think of it in terms of a current of electricity. You've got the positive and negative poles. So one, like the sky and the earth. When there is contact made, it zaps the earth with some brilliant bolts of electricity. And so the Aquarian is quite capable of receiving these brilliant zaps of, of intuition, of impression from, from the higher self, from the brooding soul over it, or over the Aquarian. Because of the moving energies, the Aquarian is often fleeting, sometimes, you know, shallow, facetious, with fleeting sort of, um, they put, or said to put all of their goods in the front window, nothing of substance behind, so everyone can see all their good points, because they're showy. It's the real sort of energy it takes to really learn something thoroughly. That's not the, the nature of this type of fleetiness of the Aquarian disposition. It's more the Capricornian mind, where the Capricorn will, you know, the goat will plod on and and plod on and plod on and up that mountain top over the rough crags and suffer many hardships in order to get to that top. Whereas the Aquarian would rather sort of breeze over all of the all of the mountain tops and, and, and skim the, the general gist of the terrain. That's the the general exoteric Aquarian.
but you'll generally find that this type of touching on many subjects and knowing many things but not thoroughly learning anything is probably quite a good general trait. It's an air sign of course and therefore this um, wavy line that we're talking about is, is of the air and the air sign, the sign of the air is of course enlightenment, that which actually produces an enlightened consciousness because of this seeing the whole panorama if need be with, with the energy flow. So this lack of coherency but at the same time there's much to to note with the Aquarian because as I said we're now entering into this sign and in ancient times we had a 10 sign zodiac and Aquarius and Pisces were not part of it because the conscience, human consciousness was not capable of uh, receiving those res refined perceptions that the Aquarian is quite capable of attuning to because the world soul or the soul overshadows the Aquarian as I said, they're quite capable of receiving those, those flashes of inspiration, of intuition that makes them do the right thing or, or get revelation that, that is beyond what most people think of. Now, it's also part of the fixed cross. And the polar opposite to Aquarius is Leo. In, in many ways, Leo is self-centered. The Leonine tends to manifest a group around him or her and they become the luminary, the charismatic figure in charge of the group. Whereas with the Aquarian, group consciousness is, is properly developed. Aquarius rules the way of the heart. Therefore you have this particular card of mine, 12 meditating <coughs> beings all looking the same. But what it really is, is that it's the, the universality of the Aquarian mind. Everything is more or less the same. And the compassionate aspect of the Bodhisattva ideal is exemplified in the Aquarian. As a matter of fact, as far as the, the cycles go, you, you get the, the goat, as I mentioned before, climbing up the mountain top and all the hard work that's done in, the, in Capricorn. And the Aquarian rules the benefit of that. So you gain initiation in Capricorn and you become the world server in Aquarius. So once you can overcome your flights of fancy and the shallowness and all of those things that we've mentioned before, and there's the selfishness, the intrinsic selfishness of those that are window shopping for themselves, you know, in order to look pretty, to, to have a nice oh, showy exterior, the nice apartment, the fancy car, whatever that it reveals. But the more esoteric Aquarius is the penultimate Bodhisattva because the initiation has been attained in the sign before and in Aquarius you learn to serve. You go out into the world in order to give. And therefore the sign is generally seen as the man or, or the angel or the woman or whatever with a pitcher of water. Generally it's seen as the pitcher of water is coming from the shoulders and poured down to, to feed the many with the waters of life. And so you can see in this particular card of mine we have the waters of life pouring down of these two zigzag bands of colour going down the centre of the card 
And so that's the, the aquarium side. Uh, the aquarium sign, of course, is standing in a vertical position. Is that, is that, with all the little people, is that mudra the service or giving mudra, is it? Or? It's the mudra of the heart. Uh-huh. Everything, the Aquarian, once they overcome their selfishness, is very generous. Generous with their heart, they, they're free with their spirit, they're free with their gifts. They can be very talkative and, and all the rest of it, but their keynote is group service. Their theme is group interrelationship. Their... They are, as I said, the bodhisattva that are there to help. Um, and at whatever level of initiation they are, their the community, their little group, it can be a bunch of Christians sort of with their Bible and being infused about the Christ and, you know, helping in the community and so forth. At every level you get this theme of service. And, of course, it can be shallow, self-centred service where what I call loving-minded service, to the full-blown, total sacrificial service of the Christ. So it's quite an important sign from that. Of course, with the Aquarian, therefore, there can be much travel, travel in consciousness, travel in the heart, physical travel, to do with this concept of service and with the concept of, of the free flow of energies. Technically speaking... If the pitcher of water, of life-giving water, I can often think of the Christ actually pouring water. If the pitcher of water is on the shoulders, it's actually a bit of a burden. In other words, when the Aquarian gives in this way, they're counting their cost. They're giving themselves, yes, but they're counting. But if the picture, picture of water is their heart centre, and that's what this particular, these 12 individuals are, then it's given freely and effortlessly, spontaneously to serve. There's no thinking of the self. And, and if you look very carefully in this card, you'll find that the geometry of the card creates the picture. And you'll find that within the central portion, you have a blue line of a blue picture. It does appear, though, that the, um, <clears throat> the centre of that circle and the circle of Buddhas is the throat centre, not the heart. That's the, the case that where the, um, the cross is, because in this particular case, I am emphasizing uh, the Antakarana, which we'll get into. And the Antakarana in this particular card is drawn twice. One is the center, and then on the, the side, I think it probably would be the, the right side. The picture of water here incorporates the entire solar plexus area, upwards to the Arjuna center. So it incorporates all of those lower chakras. And what it is, therefore, is the specifically the energy of the solar plexus, which is where most people and most Aquarians are oriented to. They pour forth this water in devotional and aspirational love and service to those around them. That's the, the first level of the service work of the Aquarian and so forth. It's very much, you know, the high emotions, uh, much stimulated, you know, the, by high emotions, you know, devotion, aspiration, idealism, creative imagination, all of these things are poured out for their group. And then the next step, is bringing those watery energies to the heart where the true Aquarian 
resides. This um, heart centre is symbolised by these 12 individuals manifest in this particular type of mandala. And the heart centre, it's dispassionate. There's not the um, emotional considerations of the solar plexus. It's dispassion. It's true sacrificial love, where there's no asking for reward, just simply quietly giving in the background and not receiving the type of egotistical sort of aplomb that the Leonine disciple would relish. The next level up is the the Antikrana and the projection of the Antikrana upwards and this is done by means of the throat and the awakening of the mind. So the next level of service is where the mind is actively involved uh, in order to figure out how to give, when to give, all of those aspects of a mental form of service, including, of course, writing of books, doing all sorts of creative forms of activity. So you can see these three levels of the service disciple. Of course, in the higher Aquarian ideal, you have the heart and the throat center combined in one mandala. And in that, when both the principle of love and the development of the abstract mind are fused, then the antikrana can be projected upwards to bypass the soul to the monad. Ultimately, the energy that feeds the higher Aquarian is monadic. It's true, true sacrificial love. And so the top circle there, of course, you can all recognize the three colors, red, blue, and green as the, the three fundamental rays. And that the main downpouring energy is the fourth ray, which is harmony, beautifying harmony in the midst of strife. In many ways, that's the fundamental energy of the Aquarian, which is to produce harmony in the midst of the strife of all types of factionalism and activity of the group. As all of you know, the group life produces lots of problems, bickering and backstabbing and and personality problems, you know, sort of egotism and all the rest of that. So the Aquarian, the true Aquarian, is always trying to produce harmony in the midst of all of that. And so you've got the two energies, the, the cross of the blue. The blue is buddhi blue. The golden yellow... It's also buddhi, but it's more the the blue of producing harmony wherever there's some strife within the group or discord. And then also you have a little bit further down the concept of the fixed cross, which is here in yellow, because again, the Aquarian, the high Aquarian, is the crucified Christ for the group, learning to silently serve, often not understood or not appreciated because not manifesting that type of ego passion. Yes. Does that blue cross and the yellow cross combined make a symbol? Or is that is that anything symbolic or is that just two overlapping crosses? They are it makes the antikarana. In in this particular central diagram I've separated the what's called the mutable cross, which is the blue cross, right? Oh, so it's mutable activity. And then underneath that, there's the yellow cross, which is the fixed, resolute, compassionate love. 
so I've separated them there but on the side I've joined them together to make to show that the mutable cross and the fixed cross so we've got the eight-armed cross in the center so they are joined to make the eight-armed cross of direction in space basically that's where the a true Aquarian resides in any of those directions you know, upwards to the kingdoms of God, downwards to to the little ones, inwards to the heart of life, outwards to the field of service that represents humanity, the north-east direction of unity with all of one's group brothers and sisters, the southeast direction of expression of the energies into the field of service, or the expression of the teachings to the field of service, and then the southwest direction of understanding that comes from group interrelationship and all that one does in in the world, and then the south uh, uh, northwest direction, which is denoted as goodwill. I call it emanatory goodwill of your joy of love in the. Uh, Beatitudes, which I'm writing there, it's basically singing songs of praise for one another and for God. This type of joy is the true joy of the heart when you are manifesting this service work. And so with this symbol on the side there, which is the Deantakrana, the bottom point is the personality. That's really what the personality is. It's just a moving point of activity. It's the head center. The true focus of the Aquarian is that interrelated crosses in the center, manifesting at any time one of those arms. The sphere pop is the monad. You can see in this particular case, the Aquarian is bypassing the soul and just becoming monad personality. But in reality, the eight-armed cross in the centre is the soul or can be considered as the soul for for the Aquarian. And so this eight-armed cross in the centre is the entire central sphere of the main uh, diagram of my card for Aquarius. You can see that it's actually quite a busy card, yet at the same time the central figure that contains all of this is a meditating monk. So uh, the Aquarian has to learn to let go of that fleety, flitting sort of superficiality uh, of all the pretty things that they want and all of that and actually learn to meditate and receive the impressions, the intuition from, from the from the heart of life and to work with that at all times and at any time to project that in any of the arms of the cross so that the movement um, changes from physical plane activity or emotional activity to the activity of the heart or the mind. Um, So it becomes internalized rather than externalized. And the Aquarian by it should be obvious, um, should be quite a good um, meditator. Very fluid, receptive, um, impressionistic to high ideals, to the energies from the soul, the monad, 
um, from the energy fields of life, from buddhi, from the four cosmic ethers, from the deeper kingdoms and so forth. For this reason, you can see that the background of this particular card doesn't have stars, it doesn't have anything. All it has is the blue, the blue of love. Because um, when the Aquarian is focused in their heart, that's what they are receiving. They imbibe in, imbibe in love and broadcast love. They're not so much physically active, but inwardly um, there's a whole universe of, of ideas and energies pouring through them. You can see that my focus for this card, for the Aquarian, is very much upon meditation. Uh, in many ways, it's what I regard as the ideal Bodhisattva. One who is always meditative, always have their heart in, um, in a meditation, meditation zone, and outwardly they, they manifest activity, but whatever they do, they never for a moment lose their inner poise, uh, their um, upright poise um, with regards to the Antikrana. Could we say, Bodhu, that it is the means for them to be anchored, to meditate more? Yes. I quite a few Aquarius and Aquarian people. Um, they seem to be quite... Uh, up in the air, not very anchored on this planet. Yes, yeah, so that's what they mostly have to do is anchor themselves. Uh, and the anchoring energy actually is the exoteric sign, uh, Uranus, the seventh ray. And, and in this um, uh, central uh, lot of circles, I have the seventh ray on the outside. That, that um, does anchor them in fields of activity, it's cyclic activity, it can be, and the Aquarian can be, of course, very ritualistic because of the seventh ray. And, um, and sometimes quite earthy, they often uh, involve, um, but when I use the term Aquarian um, in the Aquarian age, it's what I call the, the New Agers. Um, this uh, concept of people that, that flit like, like butterflies from, from one spiritual pursuit to the other. They get into Torah and they get into um, the, the current sort of um, guru or, or sort of um, ism and then they read that spiritual book and they read that, the other spiritual book and they, you know, this is again flitting and this is the, the seventh ray, that, that, um, the occultism. They're fascinated by the occult. But the younger Aquarian, of course, learns the superficiality of the occult, of, of all of that. They're the New Ages, interested in body beautiful, interested in health, healing, uh, divas, but it's all fleeting and flirty and, and nice. And um, that's the mainstay of this New Age at present, right? And the esoteric Aquarian, of course, is much harder to find. Um, one that is truly group service orientated and one that's staying in their heart and working from there. And so you can see with the seventh ray, it is a grounding energy, but it's one of a cyclic activity. And of course, 
most Aquarians are ritualistic, one way or the other. They like ritual, whether it's sort of uh, getting up at a certain time and doing something at that time, and then you know ordering their day so that things are accomplished. And the seventh ray, as also the ray of accomplishment, and that means the Aquarian can put their their minds to getting things done under the impetus of the the seventh ray. Yes. I find as well, I'm sorry, I don't want to be quite general, but um, that women are more conservative than men. I think that's just straight down the line. You're saying that um, the Aquarian men are floaty and um, women are much more um, together. The Aquarian women are much more together. Okay, so you can see the positive and negative. And of course, the negative sides of this particular Uranus is um, the left-hand side of magic. They can get themselves involved in some of the um, worst cults, <laughs> cultism. Um, got what? Got two Aquarians, not measuring out very well. No, 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 I understand. But let us talk about that average lot out there of the Aquarian age. Um, because of the um, because of the the right for rituals and um, and group service, um, that they become uh, let's put a little quotation mark around the groupies <laughs> um, quite easily. Um, attracted to because they uh, they often have the superficial understanding, um, you they can easily be seduced by um, the Leo type of um, uh, central charismatic figure of a group, and and lose themselves in following instructions from such an individual, and it can be sex magic or any other form of um, ritual activity until they learn their lessons. And um, this is um, another one of the problems with the Aquarian side. I mean, the um, Uranus aspect of the Aquarian when you've got the, the younger Aquarians. And uh, for the older, um, those from the heart, of course, they'll see through that type of charismatic leader and look for... Um, true teachings but you can see all of the, the problems of our present age uh, and um, the you know, the new ages I don't need to sort of go much about that because all of you understand what is meant by that and um, the types of books they read and the types of um, activity they're involved in. And it's all good and positive because they, they're loving and, and free-flowing and they, and they serve and they chatty and they're the mainstay of most um, spiritual groups and orthodox religious groups as well. There's good and the bad. The esoteric rule of Aquarius is Jupiter. And, of course, this is love, love-wisdom, the second ray of love-wisdom. And um, Jupiter should, of course, give them, once they become more um, properly focused in their heart, quite a lot of intrinsic wisdom. Uh, they've gone through um, a lot of that baby, you know, elementary Aquarian sort of New Ages sort of stuff. They've learned from that. They've learned from their mistakes. And they say, no, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to do that. And they, they know then um, 
what is the right thing to do. And you can see the, the second ray and the seventh ray combination is a very, very powerful combination uh, in terms of uh, the world of spirituality and all forms of spirituality. And um, the worst aspect of the second ray, um, of course, is again um, the loving-mindedness that you can get in the Aquarian and sacrificial activity, where the Aquarian can sacrifice themselves to the wrong cause and be quite dogmatic or ritualistic about it. And they may not learn the lessons for a long time. And it, depending on their spiritual age, it may be okay. The hierarchical sign or ruler is, is the moon. And the moon also brings in psychicism and the law of the psychic, the lower psyche. Uh, the moon is the fourth ray. But it um, also brings in the energy of Uranus. It veils Uranus. It veils, uh, uh, I think it's... Uh, Neptune in this particular case and uh, and so which is the sixth ray seventh ray and so again you get this um, loving uh, disposition but it feeds the waters and so with the Aquarian you get this juxtaposition between the waters and the air uh, the freedom of the air and the intuition of the air um, in relation in combination with the idolism of or the emotional idolism of the watery um, form of spirituality and so the Aquarian will flit from one to the other uh, until they stabilize in one or the other and the whole so you can you can see the problem with the Aquarian there and through um, cyclic repetitive activity that is Uranus bringing in the waters and the air, waters in the air, um, good ideas and um, on top of it and then suddenly wallowing in the waters and then out of it again uh, and you can have many, many cycles like this. The, that's what I've got on my card here, exoterically, it's the superficial and selfish activity which is really um, the keynote for the um, average uh, Aquarian, uh, then is the group conscious disciple, and um, because most Aquarians are very, very group oriented and they seek out um, a group, their community, whatever, to which they feel a part of and to which they can give as, uh, as a serving member of that group. And then the world server for the Bodhisattva. Once the, the high aspect of Aquarius comes in, the hierarchical sign is the prototype Bodhisattva. It's the Bodhisattva exemplified because they're working with their hearts, they're influenced by the group, they're sacrificial, uh, they're imbued with love and they have learnt the lessons of um, climbing up the mountain, as I said, of initiation and they're now ready to put into practice all that they've learnt as they've climbed that mountain and passed all their testings. And you can see for the Aquarian, those testings relate very much to 
emotional interrelationship with groups and parts of group and learning how to tread on water, literally speaking, as uh, Jesus did. Peter tried and sank. <laughs> he had, uh, Jesus had to rescue him. So this uh, literally treading on water to be able to command the waters, and it's done via group interrelationship. So it, it's quite a, a good sign, as you can see. And as we go into the Aquarian Age, we'll see more and more group work, group service work, um, community-oriented um, activity, groups that are involved in saving the rainforest or the whales, you know, like Greenpeace. This is all Aquarian. And, you know, it's good to see that they have on their side of their, their boat the rainbow warrior with the, the rainbow. And it's the same you can see here. Very much the keynote of this card is rainbows everywhere. They're handling all of the, the seven rays and what a permutation that you can deal out to the Aquarian. They'll take any of those energies because they conflict from one to the other and, and use them to the best of their ability for their service work. So it's downwards, um, upwards and outwards. Hopefully they will be crucified in their love for humanity serving. That's most of it. And, you, know, you can see the background of this card. On inside is gold, the gold of the heart. Any questions? I was wondering about um, uh, the women, or men, the monks or the nuns who are attracted to convent or, or nunneries. Um, because they are really giving a, a group, are in a group service and meditate, but they pray and they meditate as well. Yeah, I don't think they are really um, Aquarian. You'll find it to be a host of reasons for them, uh, for them being there. Um, and I think that's more Piscean um, interrelationship. Sorry, why would, uh, why would, would men be? It's the same. Um, you'll find that that type of nunnery has a, uh, a prioress at the centre of it and she strictly sort of gives the rules. Um, likewise, if you have a, a monastery where there's a, the, 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 the senior abbot sort of giving the rules and they all follow the rules and that's, that is Piscean. It's, it's, um, the Aquarian is it's different. The, the Aquarian, they all co-service, co-workers, rather than the Piscean thing where there is a, a central authoritarian um, figure. And likewise with the Christian church, you have the central pope, you know, and, and his word is God. That's, that's the Piscean era, the Martian aspect of Pisces. Whereas the Aquarian is, um, everyone is, you know, they co-service, they, they equals, and they all offer their ideas, their impressions, and the group as a whole rules rather than the central authoritarian figure. Because it, I, I know I have been a, a, an abbess mm. <laughs> in, in previous lives, um, but during my life I have looked for a spiritual group Long, I, I was not interested, for example, in this life to live in community or um, for, a, for a minor purpose, but only for a very high purpose, only. It is like uh, another level is revealing uh, during the life that the true desire is true service, but with, um, with people who are also seeker of truth. Yes, they're all, they're all equal. And in the, in the Aquarian 
idealism. Everyone is equal. They're all equal members. But, of course, uh, with hierarchy, there's that, and then there's the different spiritual ages. And so the uh, the true Aquarian will recognize the, the authority or the higher, the one that's got the, the high ideas or the the, the, you know, the, the greater communion of God, and they'll respect that. But the... The way is basically that you, know, you, you suggest not, you know, you must do this like that, which is the Piscean way. The authoritarian Piscean way is not that of Aquarius. But you can, you can become only an abbot or an abbess uh, in an order when you offer your rules and they have been approved by the Pope or uh, high authority. Look, you present your rule. Uh, you have St. Thomas or St. Benoit. Benedict, Benedict. Yeah, they make the rules, but at the same time, once those are established, and Jenny becomes very strict, and when he very monolithic, and you know, so that's that's the problem with with that system. But it works like a beehive, you see, in in a convent hall, or, mm. or in it's yes. Really hierarchical as well. Yeah, but you'll find that the people that actually enter those monasteries, they have different ideas, and often it's not just you know striving for for union with Christ. Uh, you know, um, it's you know, other motives as well. So there's all sorts of. Whereas the Aquarian is, um, they all join together because they all have similar motives, similar idealism, and they work in order because they know by working as a group they can achieve their, their good purpose best that way. I have a, just a humoristic hmm. remark to make. I was wondering if Scotland is Aquarius because of the blue, the blue cross. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the cross of St. Andrews. Yes, the, the cross oh, of St. Andrews, yes, yes, yes. It could well be, but that cross, as I said, is the throat centre, and it relates to the throat, and it's a mutable cross, and therefore it means activity, which is what the cross of St. Andrew is. So the little symbol you put on the side, with in white, is a symbol of the Antakrana? Of oh, the Antakrana, yes, yes. Ah, okay. And why it is so long? Because it is... Uh, it's from the, the monad. to the top. From the monad from the high spiritual being, your father, all the way down to the, the dense, the physical, the personality. And so it's a long way to travel from your head centre to your monadic, and therefore it's a, it's a long, long journey, antikrana. So the whole science of the antikrana is veiled in Aquarius, the mechanism of, of developing it and travelling it. Last question is: you, you have drawn the I don't know if you call it we call it piche uh, of Aquarian where you have the con the container of the water yeah picture yeah what is the reason to have drawn it upward because usually we present Aquarius pouring the water oh yeah in this particular card the the upward picture is um, as I said it contains the energies it's the energies that you've um, um, developed and which you um, pour out, but so, but then you can see um, literally from where the eyes are, or it comes actually from the monadic self. The water's poured down, um, and so it's a it's a that's a composite of the picture, the downpouring waters, the the twelve meditating um, 
uh, units of the heart center plus the anti-corona. All of it um, is uh, part of this particular geometry. Um, literally speaking, the picture is uh, for the Aquarius poured from the heart without any burden. I like the, the top one medita meditator uh, where his legs are forming the, the two eyes. Yeah, yes, the that's right. It's the Arjunas Center. <laughs> yeah, that's where he stands basically. So there's, there's many different um, you know, forms of symbolism here. But but you can see that the, the picture is just simply the container of the energies because the Aquarian has to contain those energies before they can pour them. And technically these energies should be stilled. Um, my favourite concept of Aquarius actually is a diva. as a diva and pairing, pouring the waters from the heart centre. And so that becomes the picture and there's, there's a whole diva flowing here and the wings and the heart is awakened and everything comes from the heart centre. I have a drawing of that. I did a drawing of that for my first printed version of my book, which I called Aquarius in those days. No, the Angel of the Dawn. The Dawn is, of course, what I call the, the Dawn of the New Age. So, so it's the, the, the Aquarian dispensation is what we're entering into now. And um, inherently it's the, the violet energy that that will flood the earth more and more with ritualistic and magical activity.